Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, coming off of another great Sunday at TC, man. I'm loving the fall. Well, if you can call it fall. Still summer. It's still hot as blazes outside. It's hotter than... Two hails. <laughs> it's it's hot. hot outside. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, coming off a good weekend though, and man, um, man, just a lot of good things happening. More get, guests coming back, more guests showing up, just yep. the whole nine, which is dope. Eight, ten yesterday. Eleven. Or eleven. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. eleven. So oh. eleven. That's eleven cards turned in, yeah. right? Which yeah. is usually a representation of Could two be. to three people usually but you know that can vary with college students and stuff like that so um man such a such a good time super pumped about some of the things and we'll talk about it here in a few minutes but before we go there my man y'all's favorite everyone loves him Justin Oswald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Uh, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. No, Jawan in the house. Yo. What up? So, uh, for those that don't know, Jawan came on staff a couple months ago. ago. Two months ago. Ooh, I'm not two, good with time. Two and a half. Two, something like that. The last 24 hours for me have been quite blurry, so I don't remember some things. You're going to have to explain that. I don't remember uh, anything ever anyway. <laughs> yeah, very true. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ju- so, Juwan's been on staff for a couple months now. He's yeah. over our students, which kick off this so, coming up Sunday. Well, technically, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the beginning of the small group season. Yeah. Um, and in that, he is leading our students. Yep. And so, um, man, we're super pumped about that. Why don't you tell him a little bit about, like, what we're going to be doing with students because we haven't had a student ministry for yeah. about a year now yeah. so we kind of took a step back from it and uh so tell them about it man what are we doing um so as far as student ministry man we're going to be doing the small group model we're going to be following that um we're going to be meeting up at uh lydia lucius's house one of our one of the student leaders that we have and we'll be doing uh you know we'll have games that kind of thing when we show up and then we'll walk through um some of the some of the things that the kids are dealing with, I'll probably lead a discussion in that. And then we'll break up into our groups and our small groups and discuss how scripture relates to that and, you know, how to deal with it and how they can, you know, take action steps going on throughout the week and, you know, kind of just use that as they're going to school and as they're going to different places. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. Ready to do it. No doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're stoked to kind of do that. You got a, you got a clutch team too, man. Oh, I, yeah. really, I really like who's on your team. And, oh, yeah. um, so shout out to all our, our student leaders, from uh, the TC students, and it's going to be great. I'm yeah. super pumped about that. Super excited. Uh, Juwan, if they want to find you, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. You're a tweeter. Not anymore. I used to be a tweeter. You shut down Instagram. your Twitter? You got rid of Twitter? I did. I did. Bro, wow. you're the most viral moment you've had in your social wow. media life was on Every Twitter. Every time. Every time was on Twitter, but I got rid of it. I did. Uh, all right. Like, do you delete it or just kind of, like, got rid of the app? Yeah, like, I, de- I deactivated the account. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's taking up too much time. Strategic mistake. <laughs> too much time. Man. Anyways. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Should get rid of Facebook over Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's what I would have did. Anyways, moving on. Do you want to tell me they can find you then on Instagram? Um, I want to say that on Instagram it is jbreezy850. Um, jbreezy850? Yes, with like three E's. 
Okay. Well, of course breeze. it is. I'm gonna look it up for you. Of course it is. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Because I can't. Because Jawan Butler would be too easy to make your <laughs> name. I think it was taken. I'm pretty sure it was taken. Yeah. Jawan Butler eight five zero. Yeah. Jawan Butler underscore. No, Jawan underscore Butler. I didn't try any of those. Yeah, it's J Breezy eight five zero J B R E E E Z Y eight five zero. Yeah, I knew it. What, were you 14 when you created that? <laughs> Yes. That's what it sounds like, yeah. It's like an aim. I thought it was creative. I don't know. It's like whenever you're dating someone in middle school and you register your very first Wait, email. y'all date people that are in middle school? No, hold on, let me, okay. Uh, <laughs> when you were in middle school and you were dating someone, like your very first girlfriend in middle oh. school. So your your email was like. Oh, stupid. Sarah's boyfriend at gmail.com, <laughs> but now you're married to Susan or something. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. But all your important stuff's under that email. Yeah, you gotta right, keep right, using right. it. I can't get yeah. it. Yeah. It's too late now. I got my student loans. It would be at Hotmail. At Hotmail. Uh, <laughs> Hotmail. Uh, yeah, MSN. AOL.com. I had a Hotmail. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised at all. Everyone, I mean, that was, that was, that was before G- internet. That was before Gmail. Yeah. It's very true. No so anyways, yeah. Juwan, good event in the podcast. Is this your first time on the podcast? I think so. I, think uh, I thought he was on before. No. I thought he was too. No? No, no. Uh, this is my first one. I, I think he's- Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think thought you were on one time before. I think he was supposed to and then something happened. I thought he got scared or something. Uh, that's, that that's, that was what I was going to yeah. say, but then uh, I said well. something happened. Yeah. yeah. Something happened. He got nervous. That's what usually happens. I'll back out real last minute. Yeah. But now that I'm on staff, if I try to back out, I'll get fired. That's and true. I got bills to pay. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or we just, you just get a pay cut. Yeah. And I can't have that happen either. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Who got bills? See, I got to wait my checking account. You get checking savings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to have to Sometimes you got to rub your card on your jeans. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't go through. I wonder if anybody will get that whole reference. Probably not. No, there's definitely people out there that get that reference. Hopefully. No worries. Hopefully. That was good. But yeah, so. Man, super pumped. A lot of cool things happening going into our small group semester oh, yeah. and season this Sunday, yep. which, so Juwan oversees all of our small groups. Uh, he's a small groups director, and then he's also the person that's over our student small groups. So he oversees every small group we have, and then he pays special attention and builds the team strategically for the students. And so he's, I know he's pumped up. This is his first small group uh, season with us to kind of, focus on and all that jazz so we got what do we got 17 small groups 18 small groups i want to say 18 19 small groups 18 19 small we have, groups. A, we have a couple of freedom groups so that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. a little yeah, different that. but at the same time small groups true yeah. that so you got that kicking off i got pipeline kicking off year yep. one and year two shout out to all my pipeline students Woo! ayo uh so uh with year one your year you were one of the year two students yeah that got confusing yeah um so year one and year two we had orientation last night for year one and I was really excited, but you couldn't tell because I was, listen, all right, so I got a tooth pulled yesterday morning. Right. I had mad anxiety about going to the dentist. So I sat down with the dentist and he was like, have you ever been to the dentist before? I was like, as a matter of fact, I have. And uh, he was like, when was the last time you did that? I was like, I don't know. Check your records because it was with you. <laughs> it's just been so long that you don't know who I am. And so they checked, and the last month at the dentist was when I was 14. I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to dust off your file when they got that one. Man, out. listen, yeah. I, I you, was should, like, you should probably increase that frequency. Yeah, you know. So he said, after looking at my teeth and seeing the one he had to pull out, so I had one tooth. All my teeth are like this. My wisdom tooth had grown in sideways. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, and so I had to get that pulled. And he was like, man, you got a really good set of teeth. Uh, if you visited the dentist more often, you could really make them last a long time. 
uh, I was like, I hear what you're saying, Doc. Your passive aggressive stuff is not necessary. So said, see you in 14 years. You gotta go every yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go every six months. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna that's do. What I they think. say that's it's yeah. tied to a lot of things though. If if, if it really teeth get is. really bad, it, it affects like. Listen, I don't know how much it's. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how much it, it was affects tied relationships to, for sure. It was tied to my sleep. Yeah. The pain. I got that tooth pulled yesterday yeah. morning. They gave me the medicine, and I didn't really. It didn't really. The medicine they gave me didn't knock me out yesterday. Right after the dentist, I was kind of in and out. Like man, not a big deal. Then I took this pill last night before orientation because my tooth was hurt or my mouth was hurting. And about halfway through orientation, I don't know what happened, and honestly, I don't remember much of what happened. All I know is I started getting the cold sweats, getting like ooh. And so I was just trying to hurry up and finish orientation. Well, then God bless like Charity and Chris. They were like interjecting like their thoughts in my orientation. I was just sitting there thinking like, y'all going to have to stop talking because I'm about to fall over. Right? <laughs> like I got to finish this so I can go sit down. Um, but anyways, it was, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I slept four days last night like we talked about it at breakfast like i woke up like did i miss the bus you know what i'm saying like, like <laughs> hasn't been to school yeah what years. year is it <laughs> so but you know it's all good yeah it's like man i'm gonna miss miss patricia's class if i don't hurry up yeah miss patricia retired 16 yeah, years yeah, ago that rocked me back to fourth grade so, yeah. so. <laughs> but uh i'm good now yeah. i'm still a little like you know how you still get like you still you take that that good medicine yeah and you're like still kind of feel a little whoa yeah that's kind of still how i feel a little bit but it's all good we uh we rocking like whoa <laughs> like whoa yeah uh, no remember there's an age gap between you you two and yeah I. yeah no yeah, I, if you remember that song i would be shocked yeah no i've never heard that song yeah but so yeah man we rocking so it's been uh it's been quite the weekend yeah um got some friends from new jersey in town they were there jersey. to see the whole thing cynthia and michael and and uh coming off anyway she's a powerful weekend yeah. we talked about uh this past sunday we talked about uh, the third part technically it's the fourth week of the heart of the house series but we went over the third portion of the code so number three this past week um and it is that celebration is not optional right and um i was kind of pumped about this one but the more i started getting into it the more i was like man it i, I felt like i had to when I was studying for this, I had to work a little harder because it was like you can communicate it, but to to turn it into forty minutes, like took a little bit more, like yeah, right, spinning it around a little bit, and so really talking about not so much like what our church wants to do in regards to celebration, but what celebration is, right, right, you know, and so that's what we got to dig into uh, on Sunday. So, but we kick off with uh, Luke fifteen. You know, which is where everything in the code, everything from the TC code, which is like our core values, everything from the code comes from Luke chapter 15. Um, and so there's different aspects, you know, and if you're familiar with the Bible, Luke 15 covers three different parables, um, the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. And um, in that, uh, we pull different aspects of that chapter and different verse references talks about the code, the things that we're going to consider important. Um, they're filters for us. They're how we measure what's important. Um, some of those things. And so, um, just for you guys listening and watching to kind of know what the code is all about. And if you want information on the code, um, you can go to our website. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we'll have J O drop it in the comments. If you yeah. want to drop the, yeah. the, that page in the comments, you can do that. Uh, if you guys want to check out the code and read more, uh, about it. So, 
but yeah, so we jumped in, and uh, and, and what's happening in Luke 15, while J.O. is putting that in the comments, what what's happening in Luke 15 is um, towards the end of the chapter is a story about the lost son. Right. Now, I am going to take a second to make a plug right here because you will never hear this story the same way after you read The Prodigal God by Tim Keller. Hmm. Did you read that yet? No, I think, is that is that a year two? No, it's thing? not a required no, reading, but it needs read to be. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Prodigal God by Tim Keller. You read that one yet? Um, I don't think I've read Prodigal God. Bro, put it on if your I reading did, list. If I have, it's been years ago. That junk is But I can't remember. Fire. Um, it, and especially for people that grew up in church. Right. If you grew up in church, it'll really hurt you. Uh, in a good way, like it'll it'll make you like it'll, it change shifts, makes you shift. It does, man. Thinking, Keller's yeah. so good at that, anyways. Yeah. Like Tim Keller is such a anything is. Yeah, Jesus the King was <laughs> change your mind. Did yeah. he your also life. did he also write the reason for God? Yep. Yeah. Is yeah. that him too? Yeah. 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 The reason for God that was a tough read for me. That was it's it's a little more um, apologetic slash. Um, I don't know. He just used like bigger word. You could tell he was writing that to the cats in New York City, uh, like and, the upper and, echelons in New York City. Like he was. Yeah, and, that book was aimed at someone. And the people that, you know, the um, people that are, you know, a lot of times atheists are pretty intellectual, are yeah. intellectuals yeah, yeah, in their yeah. fields, and yeah, they're not dumb, really, ignorant. It's yeah. really speaking to that, to yeah. that, to that yeah. demo. Which I love, bro. While we're there, that's one of the, one of the things I love about Tim Keller. I don't know if y'all know this or not. But for the longest time, he would engage people. So he's in the heart of New York City, yeah, in Manhattan. Um, and there for a while, I think it was weekly or monthly, he would let anybody from anywhere come into his church and challenge him in a conversation um, on the Bible and the gospel. And he had like some of the greatest minds from like uh, New York State and the colleges yeah and he would and like he would actually he was engaging millennials at such a high rate that his church was growing more millennials than they were an older crowd and tim keller was no young cat but he was willing to have necessary conversations with millennials to help them overcome their objections to the gospel and he was seeing church growth and and um and kingdom growth for people giving their life to the Lord as he was entertaining these conversations. And he was doing that on a regular basis. And that was impressive to me because there's so many, you know, we've all been in church long enough for like anytime the church crowd gets pushed back from somebody, you know, it's not like, well, let's talk about it. They're just like, oh, you ignorant fool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, man, he just, I, or you get, you get to talking to someone that, um, well, that knows what they're doing and what they're talking about that pushes the Christian to a place where they can't, they can no longer go past that. Like it's beyond their knowledge to yeah. it's yeah. apologetics, you know, yeah. that's very difficult. Yeah. Debate and stuff is very difficult, but, um, and then, and then people just, then they start getting Facts. aggravated or mad and that's when moods change. And, um, that's when, yeah, the discussion you know, changes. Yeah. 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 And they almost can make you look stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, that's got, why it's dangerous. Yeah. My boy, uh, um, we just we just just finalized this this past week, but you know Frank is coming in for um, pipeline year yeah, two year for two. apologetics. Mm -hmm. Frank Butler, oh is he? Yeah. Oh. So I just finalized it with Frank and Josh Wanoffer this, this past week. So he's interesting. Gonna be I'm actually going to open that up to the whole church on those weeks and uh, 
anyone that wants to come in for apologetics can come in for that particular session of Python. Year Very cool. But um, well, he's, he's, he's he's on that Jeff Durbin, the, James White yeah, circle. So He's one of them guys for that, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all that to say is uh, love Keller. I love everything he puts out. He's just so good. He's yeah. willing to entertain those conversations, though, that are just necessary. Um, and quite frankly, the biggest objection to a lot of people and the obstacle that they have to overcome in their faith isn't always necessary the fact that they want an answer. It's just whether or not people are willing to sit down to explain to them whether or not they have one. And it's the conversation, and that's what Keller makes room for. And I think, you know, I think as he's getting older, just like with I, I kind of think about it like almost like a grandfather for me, like yeah. like Keller. You know, like I, I don't know if you've ever felt this way. I mean, your grandpa passed somewhat recently, right? A couple of years couple ago. Years. I mean, I still have the other one. Yeah, he's not yeah. to be 90, but yeah. But, but as that time approached, like my grandfather passed away, and as the time was approaching where we knew he was going to pass away, you kind of start thinking about life without them a little bit. Like, not for necessarily from a, a sad, depressing context, just kind of like who he is, who he was, what he meant to the family. You start going through that, and I kind of feel that way about Keller. Like, as he's getting older, like, I don't think he's going to die or anything, like, anytime soon. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but as he's getting older, it's like, man, the church world's really going to have to start producing some killers to because when him and piper like there's a sig very significant torch that's going to have to be passed yeah um for him and john piper so i do you ever listen to his sermons keller's yeah uh yeah a little bit um you know it's he's not my favorite preacher to listen to mine either because it's I, just a little slow it's just a little slow yeah, but his, his books piper. his books are the thing about a book is yeah. the thing about a book is you're reading a thought that's been thought out, then rethought, then written, then rewritten, then assessed, rethought again, and rewritten. So it's really at its most condensed, purest form by the time you're reading it. Yeah. Whereas preaching, you know, we all know anyone, any of us that ever preached before, like you go back and listen to it, it's like, oh, I totally could have phrased that better. Well, oh, when, no when you're writing, you have the chance to kind of do that. So I think. Um, yeah, it's just whatever. But I do listen. I listen to at least probably one sermon from him a week, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So, so Kelly's, Kelly's a gangster. Anyways, wrote The Prodigal God. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I encourage you to check it out, especially if you've been in church circles for a while. Man, go check out The Prodigal God because um, what it'll do as far as opening your eyes to how, number one, who we are uh, in the light of the gospel and who we can tend to think of ourselves as being and just all those things, super powerful. So, so good. But nice. um, Luke 15, what's happening? Uh, a man has two sons. One of his sons says, I want my inheritance now. Gives it to him. Wastes it away uh, on sinful lifestyles. And so ends up coming back to his father. But he's coming back to his father with this idea of, like, I'm not worthy. Let me be a servant in your house. Um, you know, he kind of comes back with his tail between his legs, more or less. Knows that he messed up. And so as he's doing that... What happens is uh, he thinks that his father is going to be ready to shun him, and he's going to have to beg for a position in his father's house. In actuality, it's the opposite. His father runs out to meet him, uh, embraces him, um, so they throw him a big party. His older brother starts to get upset and is like, man, how come he didn't do this for me? And so that's where we pick up at verse 31 and 32 for Luke 15. Justin, I think you got it right there. Yeah. Um, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Yeah. So, um, so the, you know, 
this idea for Transformation Church, at least, is going to be that, you know, for us, celebration isn't optional. Like, so the code that we have is celebration is not optional. Uh, and the tagline for that is that we celebrate every story and every person because yeah. it all matters. Right. You know, and I think that's one thing that I feel like we do extremely well at TC is that we really, truly go out of our way to celebrate people. Right. Like, uh, to celebrate their life, celebrate who they are. You know, we, we have dream team of the week where we're constantly celebrating. We, we really tell our coaches like, man, make sure you appreciate your teams. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Take care of them. I mean, Juan, you just came through pipeline year one. I mean, yeah. how much of that was, how much of that was us teaching you guys in leadership, how valuable your team is. All, pretty much all of it. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, because you know, it's, it's I, I've been this way working for so many people in the corporate world and everything else. And how often are you just like a horse, a workhorse, and they, you know, you get ridden until you die, and then they just find a new horse. Yeah. It's such terrible leadership, you know. So we always want to take care of our teams and celebrate our teams, and but also celebrating people's lives. Um, but the angle that we took Sunday was more about this idea of, like, what, why should we celebrate? So it's not so much, like, should we celebrate people? We understand everyone needs to be celebrated, right? right? So, and all of us appreciate being celebrated. Right. So we understand that. So the tone of the message Sunday was more, so why do we celebrate? Mm -hmm. like what, what is the value in celebrating, right? So as the person who's doing the celebrating, where, what is the value in that? And we kind of broke it down into, into three things, you know? So what was that first one, Justin? Uh, first is celebration gives you time for resting. Celebration gives you time for resting. Now, man, talk about resting. I've been resting for the last 24 hours. Yeah. So right. I, we already talked about that. I've been resting since Saturday afternoon. Since the yeah, 21, since days, 21 days, days of prayer. prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I slept like all afternoon Sunday after church. I woke up at like 6.30 yeah. on the couch. And probably went right back to bed after you. Well, I ate something, but. Back to sleep. Yeah. Listen. And, yeah, like, um, and I've been sleeping good. Yeah. I, me too. The last twenty four hours. Nice. Jawan's a sleeper, anyways. You get uh, Jawan up on any given day at six p.m. He's already in his bed with Cheetos. Yeah, watching Netflix. Yeah, it's it's wraps. <laughs> it's wraps. I'm an old man, so sleep is good though. That's one of my hobbies. You know, one of sleep is so interesting because like I Instagram by I absolutely love to sleep, <laughs> but I also wish I didn't need to. You know, feel like you'd be more productive, like a hustle. No, I mean, point. yeah, like we spend a third of our life sleeping. Like, yeah, it's just. Well, you know, sleep when you're dead. That's the motto, right? Yeah, and there's a there's a quote from a from a what's the House of Cards? You know, I don't endorse that show on this show. Not not um, at all. But um, <laughs> there's a quote on there, and he says, um, "I've always loathed the necessity for sleep. Like death, it puts even the most powerful of men on their backs." I was like, that's deep. Wow. <laughs> that's deep. Like, wow. Put that on your wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I do enjoy sleeping though, and I could sleep a lot, but yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I wish I didn't have to sleep as much. Of course, I've been sleeping less as I get older. You know, I don't need 10 hours. 10 hours is way too much sleep. Yeah. I was the opposite. Over, when I was younger, sleep. I used to rock four hours a night. Now that I'm getting older, I need, I feel like I need more. I, I'm at, I'm at a good seven. It's a is is probably okay, yes i ain't even there yet well rested <laughs> eight yeah. eight nine ten way too long no, I, I used to sleep four hours a night and i was good no now, that ain't enough now i'm at like six and six to six six and a half seven that's a good that's a good yeah time. 
Yeah, I'm at like 10 to 12, <laughs> and we're solid. Yeah. <laughs> That's half the day. Yeah, you're right. Juwan <laughs> <laughs> said, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless. You no, should I, be, you know, careful not to oversleep, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and in the, in the message you were talking about, you went in the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really, it's really what I try to do on Friday. Yeah. Right. It's real important to me. I've read, read certain things about it. And, um, even like in leadership, you know, your, your guys in the church leadership that we kind of admire from that perspective. Um, you know, you gotta have the, the, the seven day a week people that are just grinding and like, that's just not cool. You know, it's just not, it's not from a spiritual perspective. Yeah. You know, if, right, if right, God right. can rest on the seventh day, then we should so take one you. too, you know, and I like to do that on Friday, um, you know, and, and, or Saturday, depending yeah. upon what we're doing now, you know, Saturday, I never did. It, I know this may sound weird, but when we were doing like, um, when we have Saturday prayer, you, we had to, you know, you're leaving the house, you're coming to do something, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's weird to think and, and it's weird to say that that to me interrupted the idea of a Sabbath. So I would use Friday, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that would be my rest day. Definitely. Now I don't, wouldn't always stay home. Like sometimes I could chill at the beach. I like to be by myself a lot on Fridays. Like I don't, of course yeah. everybody else is working like friends and stuff, but like, yeah, you know, sometimes I just go to the beach for a little bit. I got this little spot that I go for lunch usually, and I'll do some. I'll do some. Uh, it's I call it work. I'll do work, but it's not like work work a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, it's um like stuff I'm interested in, so it's yeah. not really work. Yeah, but I take I, yeah. I take yeah. my computer. I'm, I like go in there to work, but I'm not like working. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I like to do Friday and chill. Yeah, it's important yeah. to me. I I have my Slack notifications off. I, you know, so I have to go into Slack to get a notification, yeah. you know, but, um, that type of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. important. To me. Yeah. I like yeah. I mean, chill. we, I kind of, you know, and that was even one of the reasons behind making the call for Saturday, you know, cause like some of us, co- I mean, anytime there's a coach's meeting, we're working on Friday. Yeah. You know, your brain starts shifting around two or three o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I got to do this. We got to do that. Right. You know, anytime we got something else going on on Fridays, student ministries around the corner yeah. for you, which means, you know, Fridays, you're going to be at football games. You're going to yeah. be at it basketball get, games. It opens up Saturday. It, yeah. And so, man, you know, we, we, made the decision to not do Saturday prayer anymore. A lot of it was built around just realizing like, man, on, on two out of four weeks a month, we're not like, we're not having a Sabbath, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And really trying to like take care of ourselves. Plus my wife and, works Monday through Friday and I work Sundays. If I'm working Saturday too, like we, we and never see each and other. Then, and, then, and not just that, like our people that do come to prayer, they, yeah. they don't get it after in the week. Most of them. Yeah. You know, so then they work a five day week and then show up to prayer just like we do. And they yeah. like, and serve on Sunday. And then yeah. they serve, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, Some of them serve six to twelve thirty on Sunday with us. You know, yeah. like you think about Tremaine. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Tremaine's such thinking a, of Tremaine. He's so clutch, man. And you know, obviously, he's given his life to the kingdom, and and he's he's so locked in. But man, you think about someone like Tremaine, who he serves from six to twelve thirty every Sunday, no questions asked. You know, he's a regional manager for regional sales manager for Verizon Wireless, which means he covers, you know, from like I think it's New Orleans to Panama City or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's got you know he's doing all that, and then you add on top of that, um, you know, he's got a son who's six. I think TJ's six now, so he's grinding it out. You know what I mean? Um, And then he he's showing up to Saturday morning prayer, and I'm looking at him going. 
out, out of all the things you do, I would, I would, I, as the pastor would rather you be with your wife and your son on Saturday mornings for breakfast than be here. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, we really need to, you know, uh, the goal of every person in ministry is to make sure that the children of the people that are serving with you don't despise the church. Right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that was, I don't think we were getting there, but I was going to make sure we didn't, you know what I mean? So um, yeah. and we, we all know pastors whose kids took a hiatus or left the church or are still away from the church because, Most of them. because you know, it was like when they had to choose between church and their kids, they had to choose church. They chose, they chose church, yeah. you know, and, and, and a lot of times pastors and people like that will make you feel guilty if you don't. So they just always did it. And yeah, so we just weren't, we weren't going to run into that, but the Sabbath is so important, man. We talked about some on Sunday and the Sabbath is so key, um, because of just like, it's this idea of telling God he's enough. Right. Like, so the idea is we need to be in a constant state of giving God one day a week. If you, if you're working seven days a week, that means that you don't trust God to be your provision. You trust you to be your provision. Right. So if you give God his one day a week and say, you know what, Lord, I recognize that I am not going to be able to make myself successful. I am not going to be able to grind hard enough to, to give myself more than what you can give me. So I'm going to give you one day. And, and, and as I give you one day a week, I'm trusting that when I work for my five or six days a week on this side, you're always going to make sure that that's enough to take care of me and my family. Yeah. And then you go from there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the, that's the point, man. That's the key. So, it's huge. Major key alert. Major key. Alert. We need that. We need that sound effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. So it's it's just understanding the Sabbath and tithing. But you know, we like I said, we didn't want to weigh too far into into that on Sunday. It just wasn't the point of the message because it was about resting. Celebration gives time for resting. Right. Um, and when you can rest, when you know that you, you're not the sole source for your income, for your life, for whatever. So it's really about resting in who God is for you. Right, celebrating God. So, anyways, then number two, celebration. Celebration ensures you take time for reflecting. Celebration ensures you take time for reflecting. Juwan, yeah. are you a ref- <laughs> so, are you a reflector? I do like to reflect. I think that's probably why when you do your Sabbath, you you like to be alone because it gives you time. You're not trying to talk to people. It gives you time to just well think back. Yeah, and I'm. I'm I'm really a thinker. Yeah. You know, and you, you got to process. Pro, I have to process and, you know, but yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, that's why I like to be alone. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I wasn't always like that. Yeah. But I've learned to be. I've learned. I don't say I've learned to be. I think I've, all, I've always been that way before I was trying to be something else. Or you want to just kind of always be in the mix around new people, you know, but I've kind of grown out of that, I guess. But I like I reflect a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and I think that that's, that's key, especially like I, you know, most people, I work on Fridays. I just don't tell anyone that I work on Friday. <laughs> like I'm not always here at the office, but I'm always work like, because it, like I'm the same way. It's like, there's a certain time where it's like, I gotta be alone. Like I gotta be away from everything. I gotta be away from the noise. I gotta be away from yeah all of that and really like get locked in. So, um, and then even like personal ventures and all that stuff, Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. kind of being away, but reflecting is huge, man, particularly because it's like, we're, we're, if you don't take time to reflect, it's really easy to forget what God has done for you in the past. Right. right. So it's like, 
if you don't take time to look back at where God brought you from, then eventually you start being more consumed with what you're going through than what he brought you through. Right. Right. And it's like, man, it's so easy. It's so easy, right. To like get locked in and become like consumed with whatever you're currently going through. Maybe, you know, you're behind on your bills. Maybe it doesn't look like you're going to pass this class or this semester of classes or, you know, maybe something's going on in your marriage or your kids are acting wild or whatever. And like, or, or maybe you're into some legal issues or, um, custody issues over some of your kids or whatever. It's so easy to start to think about how you need to be more in control of your life. Yeah. It's so easy to start thinking about like how you need to, all right, I just need to do this and then I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And it's like, if none of those things are stopping and celebrating what God has brought you through to help you realize how he's going to get you through what you're going through now, right. celebrating what God brings you through and celebrating who God is in the midst of your current battles lets you reflect on what he's already brought you through. Right. And I think about like the Israelites going through the desert, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, they were, they were in a constant state of like, well, I remember when we were back in Egypt and you know, we had pots of meat and we had all this. And Moses was like, y'all buck wild for this. Y'all didn't have nothing. (laughs) Y'all were in slavery. Um, and he didn't give you, they were killing you. Okay. And, but they remembered it differently because they were more consumed with their current situation than they were their past victory. So they weren't looking at how God supernaturally took them out of slavery and allowed them to start moving as their own people. All they saw was, we're hungry right now. I wish I was back there. And it's like, no, you don't. Like like romanticized it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And if we're not careful, we do that. Yeah. We'll romanticize our past instead of accepting what's currently in front of us. Because the opportunities that you have now. For any of us, the opportunities you have now to overcome any situation that falls in front of you is still better than the situation you were in before God got you here. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is this like at no point, um, you know, we talk about it on staff, you know what I mean? Like, this is the greatest job you'll ever have. Yeah. Like, like if if you can't do it, something's wrong with you because this is, I love what I do. This is so easy. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. It's like we this is our job and we just do it. Um, but there's no boss breathing down it. You know, you know we talk about it like when you're at our old jobs, you'd have to walk real fast when you were doing nothing just so it seemed like you were doing something. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like nobody that. would ask any questions. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he looks like he's going somewhere. Let's leave him alone. Yep, so exactly. Like those types of stresses just don't exist yeah. in the office. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to live through that. So it's like you know, so no matter what stress we go through here and some of the stresses and dealing with some of the situations here are are difficult and they're hard and sometimes they really are taxing on your mind and even your emotions sometimes like you go through stuff here but it's like man but when i look back to what i used to have to do to make a paycheck this is really good you yeah. know what i mean yeah and it's like that's just a tangible example of kind of what how we should be acting spiritually and emotionally towards our past situations and circumstances where it's like like, man, I know that everything is not exactly how I want it to be, but man, think about where it could be right now and what God is currently, like what he has us doing. So, yeah, that's uh, true. like, so when we reflect on God's goodness, like the mere fact that some of us have air in our lungs right now means that God has a bigger plan for us. Right. 
The mere fact that some of us aren't in prison or in a box in the ground right now means that he has bigger plans for us. So whatever he brought you through to get you here, he'll still bring you through whatever you're going through now to get you there. Right. And I think that's important that we reflect on those things. You know, we talked about the three areas, you know, God's covenants, God's uh, consistency and God's completions, you know. Um, so he has a co- he has covenants with us. Those are promises. Then he has he has consistency, which is his provisions, and then he has completions, right, which drives us to our purpose. So, and he's in a constant state of, and he's always got more covenants. As long as we're always putting into the kingdom something, there's always a covenant for him to give us something back, right? And so we're 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 at a healthy state in that. So, um, but I was going to ask you. So you we you know we talked about um, reflecting. So. Did you ever, was student ministry ever on your radar? Um, as far as like heading, spearheading student ministry? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been, you know, for a while I was a student leader, but I, I never thought that I was going to, you know, this was never a part of the plan, a part of my plan, but, you know, it's one right. of those things. Mine either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me how you got to this place, right? So, because we're talking about reflecting, right? So... You started the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Last year, September of 2018, you started the pipeline. Yeah. And so where were you in life then? So uh, when I started the pipeline, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I remember sitting down with you and just being like, so I don't know if this is, you know, I, I see all these kids graduating that I went to school with. Like, I don't know if this is what I want to do, this or that. Um, and then, you know, it was one of those things where in the middle of the pipeline when everybody was like, eh, we we don't know if like, is it too late to drop out? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, where I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start saying yes to some things and just, you know, start not running away from certain things that I felt like God was calling me to. Um, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, I think working with students was, was it. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where I had to, you know, just surrender, surrender to him and just be like, like God, whatever you have for me, like just show me, and I'm just gonna start saying yes to it. So, and I think that I mean that's that's huge. Yeah, I don't think enough people recognize the power in a yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, like we there's there's so much opportunity that you give God in your life when you just start saying yes to things. Yeah, right. And it's like, and and when we talk about reflecting, like that's what I was thinking about. Even for you, it's like. Like, I mean, when you start reflecting back, it's like, you know, you spent, you spent a good four or five months fighting me at every turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, of like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I don't want to do that either. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know, we, we had that conversation. It's like, you like growth doesn't happen in the state of comfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to, to grow means you have to stretch. Yeah. And stretching is an uncomfortable thing. Like if you've ever stretched your muscles, like that hurts. But the only way to grow is to stretch. And the only way to stretch is to be uncomfortable. So you have to start saying yes to the uncomfortable situations so that you can be stretched so that you can grow and become flexible. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing I kept like when, when I was thinking about it, God kept saying the same thing to me. He was like, he was like, just because you're not comfortable doesn't mean you're not called. And I was like, man, listen, like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, true that, bro. True that. Like, that's so, that's, that's so true. So true. So, you find, yeah, we keep finding ourselves in those same positions, man, where it's like, 
man, we, we have to be stretched. We have to grow. We have yeah. to keep in and, and, and reflecting on that and then helping other people realize that too. You know what I mean? We got a whole batch of year one students. They're all freaking out. I think all the year two students like has given them anxiety. You know we what I mean? We definitely have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have. <laughs> so, it's not, it's not as bad as you think guys. <laughs> it's really not like, you know, and everyone's worried about the one thing that it's like the smallest portion. It's like, no one's worried about being entrenched in theology and no. It's swallowing them up it's like the a wave. Speaking. They're worried it's about standing in front of a group. And yeah. They're worried about yeah, oh and it's God. such. I mean, it's two percent of yeah. what we do, you know. But yeah. you know, whatever that, that boggles my mind. I, just, I know it's a huge. More people I'm not fear that, that than with it, but more whatever. people fear that than death. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you're right. But it's just it's a, it's a. It's not like it's here in front of a thousand people. It's fear. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, and I think some people would rather be in front of it. I would. I would rather speak in front of a thousand than ten. Sometimes, as, as would I. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, a lot easier when you can't see people's faces. But you've done it. I think to the person who hasn't done it. Yeah. I guess. I, yeah. I true. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know. Yeah. True. That. That seems intimidating. But, yeah. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I mean. But yeah. So reflecting, and then that takes us to number three, um, which is. Celebration helps you focus on repeating. Celebration helps you focus on repeating. So as you celebrate, you're putting your attention on being back to where you started and on, you know, on continually putting yourself in that place of like God, you know, God brought me through it. And then he brought me to it. He's going to bring me through it. And now we repeat it again. Like now right. he's going to bring in, we're going to bring me to like, and we're in this constant state of like being brought to something, being brought through something, you know, becoming victorious in it. And then we just keep, I mean, we're in this cycle of God bringing us something that doesn't look like we can get through. And then him miraculously providing again, going back to the Israelites, like, you know, he brings them out of captivity. Then he, they travel through, um, like a difficult journey. Then they come to the Red Sea. And then they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, if he brought you out of that, don't you think he can bring you through this? Of course. Opens it up. They go through on dry land, right? But then the armies are still coming after them. What are they going to do? Oh, God closes the Red Sea up on the armies and gets rid of them, right? Then they're going through. And it's like, oh, we're hungry, manna from heaven. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're thirsty, water from a rock. Like, it just... At time after time, like God comes yeah. through, and every time in the desert that they start to panic, they forget the miracles that happened before, yeah, because they're so blinded to the current circumstances, like many of us do in our lives. We get so consumed with our current circumstances, we're blinded to how He's come through in the past. Um, but when you celebrate, but if you go back to the story of the Israelites, what if every time they came up against something, instead of worrying, they celebrated, right? Right. You know, like, oh, man, we're hungry and we don't know what we're going to do. You know what? Let's just start celebrating for every other time God came through for us. And that'll put our faith in the right place to see a miracle this time. Right. Like that changes things. And I think that's what we have to do in our life is start shifting our our mindset and shifting our thinking back to a place of faith, not a place of fear. Yeah. And when we do that, we start celebrating and celebrating helps you focus on repeating. So that's good. But yeah, we're gonna be a church of celebration. Yeah, we and celebrating. So, speaking of, of celebrating, uh oh, what are we celebrating? I was celebrating in the car Saturday. Did you get a Popeye chicken sandwich? I did. I was on the way back to my house to eat it. Not that good. I don't know what all this fuss is about. Well, did it see, did it seem fresh? N- no. no, and. I got home, so I got it to go. I'm in the drive there, yeah, I got it to go. And, you know, the number one, the customer service at Popeye's. Oh, it's atrocious. I, I'm not sure what you guys expected from Popeye's. <laughs> no, here's what I expect. I expect, 
I I can go to places and have people that are polite, people that know what they're doing. It's possible. The idea that minimum wage workers can't do a job good is ridiculous because I can go to a uh, Whataburger or somewhere, you know, some of the, but it's like every Popeye's, every employee is the worst of the worst. Yeah, it's and, true. And seriously, like, I love the, I love Popeye's chicken, but there's, there's no excuse as a company. They don't have something, some kind of process or system to take care of that and get, get, if they need to pay something. It's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. At least in Pensacola, Florida, it's true. I can't because for every city. But. They mess up my order. Religiously. Every time. <laughs> Religiously. And, and when I say mess up, like, so I got the chicken sandwich, the combo. Yep. Right. It started at the speaker. I was telling you all this yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Started at the speaker. Like, hey, uh, you know, is that, can I help you, whatever? Say, go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me, let me do a number nine. Okay, you want a number three? No, that's a number nine. Okay, what do you want to drink? You know, Pepsi. Okay, what do you want your side? Fries. Mashed potatoes? French fr- fries. <laughs> Was that mashed potatoes? It's like they don't even sound the same. Right, like, right, I don't right. know what you're doing in there. It's not yeah. even the same Get syllable all, count. So we're talking about you're yeah. sitting in the in the car trying to justify like you know what mashed potatoes fries. I see how you could I see how you could mix that up. It sounds, yeah. it's it's not like, the same. Put your phone down. Yeah. yeah, you know it's not like I said like rice. You know they got the fries, Cajun rice, rice, rice. fries. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like that. It's like yeah. mashed potatoes and fries. Like, I, That's four syllables. So fries. you know where you, you know where you won't have that problem there, right? Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting there. Uh, so, <laughs> so then I get home and like my drink, they didn't put out no, not a single cube of ice in my drink. Like, how do you forget wow. the ice? And yeah. then, so I get the sandwich and I open it up and it like, it's big. It looks, it looks good. And then I'm looking, I'm like, all the pictures and everything on, I saw online and everybody posting those like supposed to be pickles and stuff. Not a pickle. Man. It was just bread and chicken. Bring your own pickle. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then like the sandwich was, it just if Chick Fil A never existed and I ate that sandwich, it wouldn't be the best sandwich. Right? Like true. It, you you know, say, Wendy's got a better sandwich. Oh, Wendy's has a better chicken sandwich all day, according to what I ate. Yeah, the Popeye chicken sandwich I had was good. I caught one about eleven fifteen. One of my boys brought me one. Um, so so I was it, celebrating it was until I. What wasn't it? Yeah, it was fire, but you know, it's just what I said on Sunday, man. Like, there's, well, it, yeah, you, it ain't the close. Hey, I gotta give him another shot. I gotta yeah, get yeah, it for dude. real. Maybe a little fresher. Maybe after the fuss j- dies down, yeah, a little bit. it's out of yeah, control it's right now. Like, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous right now. Um, I I think that any anyone who thinks that that's better than Chick Fil A is not safe. Is has no idea what they're talking about. Right? Yeah. Like you're just kind of dumb. Yeah. No offense. Okay. You going you going like, to lose. Like your palate is undeveloped. <laughs> you have an immature undeveloped palate. <laughs> okay. Well, they like, just throw some ketchup on step it. Step your It's those people. Yeah. That's the problem. You got to step your food game up if you think that sandwich is better than I mean, uh, true that. True that. Your, your your food game is weak. Like you need to come come out to a restaurant with me. Let me show you what food is. Man, listen, we'll go to yeah. We got a few spots. J- yeah, J O N O like the frequent. Yeah, so that it was just. I would much rather have got a two piece. Right. You know the sandwich was just Keep it simple. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. who knows? Uh, you'd have ended up a with spicy McChicken. Oof. For a dollar, they don't have the spicy ones anymore at McDonald's, which is the regular ones. Yeah. Yeah. but still out of control. Yeah, so at least it got like a little mayonnaise and lettuce on it. I just had bread and, and chicken. Chicken that wasn't that good for you. So nonetheless, I was celebrating that because I pulled up and I was like, 
I was not going to go there if the line was long because I was hungry. I was going to just go see if the line was long, and if it was long, I was going to whip around and go to Taco Bell. The line wasn't long. There was I was I pulled up, and then I was the next car in this, to the speaker. You know, not a big deal, but big mistake. Meh. So I was celebrating. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Everybody this, talking about this sandwich is so good. I saw videos and people taste testing, and I was excited, and I got home, and I was like, Meh. Nah, yeah, Meh. completely underwhelmed. Yeah, so that. you had so you had it. Yours sounds better than mine. Did yeah, you have my, it, Joel? I haven't had it yet. Mine was no. pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It 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 was good, but it was it was crunchier, which I like. I like really crunchy chicken sandwiches, uh, or just fried chicken in general. I like it to be crunchy, not soggy. Um, so it was super crunchy, which I liked. But we got the hookup. One of my boys, his girlfriend works at Popeyes, so. It was a whole thing, so we we got in on the I, that I, early early sandwich. Sounds like you walked up to the back door and she just handed you the bag of that. Oh, that might have been what he did. He brought yeah. it to me. Okay. They just need as a company. Like I hope they hear this podcast. Like I hope people, someone listening, Facts. knows someone and shares it. Like they need Chick Fil A school. They need to go Chick Fil A training. There's a lot of there's a lot but of a lot of them like that. Yeah. Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Some straight up scholars that work at Wendy's sometimes. Yeah, I, I love Wendy's, and sometimes they're so fast with your food, but it's like you pull up to that second window, and it's like, here you go, thanks, have a good day. And I'm right. like, whoa, whoa, we ain't done yet. Is there a napkin? Is there a napkin in that <laughs> bag? Man, last time I went to Wendy's, the dude I went to go ask for ketchup, he already shut the window and turned around yeah. and walked yeah. away. And yeah. I said, I'm like, I appreciate the the speed, the speed. of this order, Quick, yeah. but can I get a napkin? Do I Some, maybe I, just, I need a little a straw, a salt and pepper, or salt? I didn't, I didn't, even, pay, I didn't even pay. Like you just <laughs> threw it at me and cl- okay, bet we were <laughs> like we're not done with this transaction yet. Like yeah, right, right. I like the chili at Wendy's. I know some people think that's weird, but I do. Mm. But you got to get it with that chili sauce. That's risky. But they don't always just that give you risky. the chili sauce. Somebody got to ask for it. Chili so in general is risky. Let alone the for chili's Wendy's. pretty good. The chili's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but you know, nonetheless, Chick Fil A. Like you said though, in the message, it's about culture. It's you know whatever they're they're weeding out it, i think they pay better they start their people at like 15 an hour or something who the new chick-fil-a does now i saw a sign man i worked for chick-fil-a in high school and uh <laughs> that was Juwan said that was not the no, case that was not the case i think it's like 13 or 14 or something i, don't, I, mean, th- be 15. I don't think it is i think it's just what they no, lay i out. saw a sign well i mean i'm sure some places they probably oh. do i think they just lay out clear expectations yeah and i would even dare say i would be i don't think they use the method but I bet you they use a variation of the method for the law of diffusion of innovation. I bet you they're not looking for the smartest people. They're looking for the people that can carry the culture the best. Yeah. They can train them on how to do their job. Can you be a Chick-fil-A employee? Because a Chick-fil-A employee is this, this, and this. Well, and Not about how well they can do the task. They can train them to do that. And you go to Chick-fil-A, this. and there's 25 people working. You go that's to Wendy's, and there's five. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Yeah, because they have bought into the idea that excellent get better and they'll get bigger, you know. And I'm sure at some point in the company's history, they had to make a decision to start spending more money on employees, hoping that it was going to make them better, therefore cause people to keep coming back. But that was a risk they took, and I think they won out with it. What's great about them is their consistency, not only in their customer service, but in their product, too. Yeah. It's going to taste the same, the same level of customer service, no matter what Chick-fil-A you go to. No. 
don't know, don't care about, and I, I, I don't hope this doesn't sound bad, but like other restaurants, depending upon what side of town they're on or what it's part true. of town they're in, it's true. you may have a, a different experience. But yeah. Chick Fil A, it don't matter no if matter it's kind of you're in. It's yeah. all, it's all the same. Yeah, and that shows good management. It does, man. And even uh, you know, one of the guys in our church, uh, you know, he does drink the drink machines. Yeah. So his company services those and the ice machines and stuff. And he was talking about the frequency that they they change it out, and change out their filters and stuff is like four times as often as McDonald's and yeah. all those others. Like he's like they're yeah, so it's quality. They're like they're on it. Con- yeah. like, you know what I mean? Nothing. Even the stuff that probably most people would be like, ah, oh, we don't need to change them filters. You know, the standard is changing once every six months. Chick Fil A is not. We're gonna do it every two months. Just. Just well, because, and then like, I heard too that even the fr- you know not all Chick Fil A stores are franchises. Some are corporate like stores, yeah. but the franchise, the franchise uh, stores, the franchisee, it's not like they don't they don't accept you to, to buy into the franchise if you're just doing it as like an investment, like you're an investor. They want you to be an on hand and on site, yeah, hands on. You're an yeah. owner, yep, and absolutely. You, so the owner is like part of the. It's like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, and they, I think that goes a long way. That's, you know, there's something yeah. to that. And they tell you where you're going to be putting that Chick-fil-A. And they, yeah, they do. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's pretty. So they just, they they monitor the details so closely, but I think they're super successful in it, obviously. I mean, it's Chick-fil-A, I but. I want one of them sandwiches right now. Oh, man, listen, what time is it? I brought lunch today, though. Oh, well, I really did. Party foul on your part. I told you I was going to do it. I did it. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, man, we're uh, we're so grateful for everyone that tuned in today. Man, uh, our recap from this past Sunday. Uh, man, it's all about celebration. And I think we can all use more celebration in our life. So, we want to encourage everyone to tune into that. And if you need to be celebrated one day and you feel like you're not getting enough, swing by a Chick-fil-A. Let them celebrate you because you always feel better with a chicken sandwich in your hand. Because at Popeye's, you're just tolerated. <laughs> but, but a Chick-fil-A. Chick- Filet, celebrate <laughs> I took that from the message. Preach. Yeah, <laughs> go to where you're celebrated, and not where you're tolerated. All mm-hmm. right, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week for another sermon. Uh, sorry, another week, another sermon, <laughs> another follow up podcast. All right, see you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.